This is the Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks on KQV with expert advice from CPA, attorney, and retirement and estate planning expert Jim Lang, best-selling author of Retire Secure and the Roth Revolution, Pay Taxes Once, Then Never Again. Now on air and worldwide, paytaxeslater.com. Now get ready to talk smart money. And welcome to the Lang Money Hour. I'm Dan Weinberg, along with CPA and attorney Jim Lang. Tonight we'll be talking about some late-breaking Social Security changes that could be devastating to investors. With virtually no warning, Congress is likely to eliminate Jim's two favorite Social Security strategies, apply and suspend, and claim now, claim more later, which can account for additional benefits of tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars over a lifetime for married couples. Tonight, Jim is going to tell you how you can be grandfathered in to avoid those losses. Now, this is a crucial topic, and it's time-sensitive. Those who want to take advantage of these existing rules will have to act by May of 2016. And right now, Jim is going to run down exactly what's happening and what you need to do to protect yourself. Thanks, Dan. This is actually a sad day for people in their 60s who were planning to maximize their Social Security strategies. Um... I have been giving Social Security workshops for the last several years because I realized that there is a lot of, if you will, strategy and play in the joints in determining how much and when and in what manner to collect your Social Security. So anyway, with virtually no warning, Congress passed and President Obama signed um, something that is called the um, Bipartisan... What is it? The Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015. And what it effectively did is eliminated two of my favorite Social Security maximization strategies. The first thing that it killed was the apply and suspend technique. And one of the things that I do in my workshops is I show how many married couples can be sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, even more than a million dollars better off by using the apply and suspend technique, and they are effectively eliminating it. Now, it's really important to know who they're eliminating it for. They are not eliminating it for people who have already are already in process. So I've been advocating these techniques, including the apply and suspend technique, literally for years now, and the question I always got was, well, gee, if they change the rules on Social Security, would why actually be end up being much worse off because I did this, and I, without perfect knowledge, said, "Gee, you could be, but I don't think so. I think more likely that they will grandfather people who already are utilizing the apply and suspend technique." So the first good piece of news is if you are currently utilizing the apply and suspend technique, you will be grandfathered. All right. Um, now people who um, are not currently utilizing the apply and suspend technique um, or the collect now, collect later technique. If you are sleeping and you don't do anything until May 1st of 2016, I'm so, yeah, 2000, no, I'm sorry, yeah, 2016, you're going to f- forever lose that opportunity. But here's the tremendous opportunity and why I actually um, 
have kind of taken over this radio show um, when I was originally planning to talk to Mary Hunt about women because it's so critical that if you do take the appropriate action, so if you, if you fall in the category of people who could benefit from either of the two techniques we're talking about and you take action between now and May 1st, 2016, you could very well be grandfathered, and that could save, again, hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially more. Um, so that's what I really wanted to come out and and talk about, and I'm going to do my best and within the, the relatively short remaining time that we have. Uh, what I am doing is I'm actually going to add a workshop. So not this Saturday, but on the following Saturday, which is November 14th. 14th, yeah. All right. On November 14th, I actually have a full day of workshops planned in Squirrel Hill at the Pittsburgh Golf Club. And we were starting in the morning with Roth IRA conversions, and then we are doing trusts, and then we are doing a section on indexing. And I, I sent out that invitation. I promised that's what I was going to do, and I'm going to keep doing that. But... This is so important and it's so timely that I'm actually going to add another two-hour workshop. Um, and if you like, you can, you can just come to that one, which is going to start at 4 o'clock. That's in Squirrel Hill at the Pittsburgh Golf Club. If you are interested, um, please call 412-521-2732. Again, that's 412-521-2732. And, we're gonna, and I, I will spend two hours talking about what the old law is, what the new law is, and what you can do to take advantage of it. So within not not enough time to properly explain it, I'm still going to try to go through some of the Social Security basics, talk about what apply and suspend is, and again, for those people who would benefit from this strategy, and there's probably millions of you out there, if you have not already taken advantage of it using the apply and suspend technique and you will be 62 or older um, by May 1st, 2016, this is really a tremendous opportunity um, for to take advantage of one of two techniques. And if you don't take advantage of it by then, you lose it forever. Um, and if neither you nor your husband is yet 62 or will be 62 in 2016, um, you are, and I don't want to use a bad word, but you're not going to get the advantage that you might if you were just a few years older. So anyway, very important. Don't miss, if, if, if you're of that age, if you will be 62, between 62 and 70, and you are married, and by the way, this this law is also going to affect people who are divorced. Um, the prior law was going to be much more favorable for divorcees. You have to learn what the law was, learn what the law will be, and if you're of that group that will benefit by taking action between now and May 1st, 2016, you could literally change your financial future. All right, so why don't we go back with that, let's say, scary introduction and talk about a couple basic concepts of Social Security, how apply and suspend works, who it will be good for, and looking for those people who have not already utilized apply and suspend 
but could benefit. All right. So first, let's go back. And, and by the way, the, the changes really apply to married people, divorced people, survivors of a marriage, um, either by divorce or death. Um, it does not apply to people who are single and don't have uh, children or don't have a spouse. But as a background, let's talk about what the basic premise of Social Security strategies are, which is, in general, comparing two people who have identical earnings records. Let's say that you work for 30, you started working when you were 22 and or, or 32 or whatever it is, and you have 30 years in or 35 years in, and you have a certain amount of money that you earned each year, and presumably Social Security is keeping track of that, although, frankly, I would double-check. You could, under the old and new law, apply for Social Security at age 62. And the other, and, and then you would get a certain benefit. You would get cost-of-living raises um, every year, presumably, and that pattern could potentially continue the rest of your life. Um, this is assuming that... Um, you reach 62, and you are very anxious to collect Social Security. It is almost never the right thing to, for single people or for people who are married and thinking in the long run to start collecting Social Security at 62. Why? Because you're really hurting yourself. You're only getting 75% of the benefit that you would get if you waited until you were age 66, and if you run that out over a period, what would happen is if you live longer than age 84, you would end up being much better off if you had waited till 66. Now, the other thing that you could do is you could actually wait beyond age 66 till 70. And for every year that you wait from age 66 to 70, you get an another 8% bonus. So if you take it at 62, you get 75% as much as you would get at your, the technical term is full retirement age or age 66. Um, or if you actually waited till age 70, instead of getting 100%, you get 132%. So the comparison between age 70, I'm sorry, between age 62 and age 70 is 75% of your core benefits or 132% of your core benefit. And then, again, the math on it says that if you're kind of comparing apples to apples, and theoretically, if you were, let's say, spending or you were not taking money from your portfolio, the, quote, break-even period, that is, if you're collecting money now, you're going to have more money than if you're not collecting anything. But if at a certain point, whether it's age 66 or 70, you're collecting more, you're eventually going to catch up to the person who is collecting a smaller amount but started earlier. When is that, quote, break-even point? Well, depending on the assumptions that you use, um, and we could talk about that for a long time, but let's keep it simple, that break-even point might be age 84, so let's say that you say, well, gee, I'm not sure how long I'm going to live. You know, I have a little cholesterol. I'm a couple pounds overweight. Um, 
I'm 62 now. Am I going to make it to age 84? Well, you know, maybe, but I kind of want the money. And if you're in that indecisive area, by the way, I'll tell you the much easier calls. You're healthy as a horse. Your parents are in their, you know, you you jog over to your parents' house who are in their who are 95 years old and they're out in the garden after their run, you know, after, and then you do go after you meditate and you drink your wheatgrass juice, et cetera. And you think you're going to live a long time. That's, that's a pretty easy call. That is you wait till 70 or the doctor says, Hey, bad news. You have cancer. Uh, you should take care of your affair affairs. Again, I'm using single people. Then maybe it takes, makes sense to start collecting at 62. But if you're, let's say, somewhere in between and you're not sure, what a lot of people do in that situation is they say, well, I just want to take it. I want to make sure that I get it, et cetera. Um, but then I don't think you're thinking about it the right way because I think the right way to think about it is what should you be afraid of financially for the purpose of your Social Security decision? If you die young... You're dead. (laughs) Game's over. It doesn't matter. You should not fear dying young because you won't have any financial problems if you die young. What you should fear is living a long time and not having enough money to support your lifestyle. So one of the things that you're doing when you're holding off with Social Security is you are, in effect, buying it's really like longevity insurance. That is, if you live a long time, you will get a higher income. And when you work the numbers in terms of, is it a good deal for the longevity insurance? I will say this, it is a much better deal than any insurance company would give you. There's actually products that you can buy called long, well, they don't call it longevity insurance, but that's um, uh, in effect what it is. So let's say for discussion's sake, you plunk down $100,000 when you're 65 years old. And if you die anywhere before age 85 years old, you and your estate get nothing. But if you make it till age 85, you get 100000 a year for the rest of your life. All right, now, by the way, don't quote me on that. That's the idea of it. But that's probably not all that far from reality. Well, if you work out implicit interest rates and actuarial rates, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to find that that's a much worse deal. Even if you go to 10 insurance companies, you get 10 quotes and you get the best quote, that's still going to be a much worse deal than holding off on Social Security. So one of the things I really like to do is hold off on Social Security. All right, so that's, let's say, the base. All right, now let's talk about if you are married. And this is really where the new law is going to take effect. If you are married, there is something called a spousal benefit. All right, so let's take an easy case. Let's say that John um, is entitled to $2,000 a month when he's age 66. And let's say his wife... Jane is entitled to $800, all right? So if they both start taking it, let's say at age 66, they would get $2,800. Well, here's what, well, first of all, it would be really silly for Jane, uh, at least under the existing law, 
to collect an $800 benefit when, under existing law, what we could do is we could have John either apply and accept his $2,000 a month, or, and this is my real favorite strategy that that Congress and President Obama basically just killed, with the exception of if you take advantage of that window between now and May 1st, 2016, if you qualify and it's advantageous, this is what the way it would work. John could apply for Social Security, but not collect it, all right? So in other words, he fills out the application, say, yes, I'm interested in my Social Security, but don't pay me yet, that way, he gets his 8% raises that I had alluded to earlier every year. So by the time he's 70, he will have a very substantial, literally 32% plus the cost of living over and above what he would have if he was 66. And under the existing law, Jane, who would otherwise be entitled to an $800 benefit, could take a what's called a spousal benefit which would be half of what John's was when he was 66. So basically, you could have Jane take $1,000 a month. That And here's the beauty of this. The fact that she is collecting $1,000 a month on his record does not reduce the 8% raises that he gets. And here's the other thing. She was entitled to $800 a month before. The fact that she is taking a spousal benefit on his record does not even hurt her in terms of what her future benefit will be. That is, she would still continue getting 8% raises on her primary amount, which we said was $800. Then when she's 70, what she could do is she could compare which one is more, half of John's when he was 66 or her own with all those raises. Anyway, depending on what numbers you use, you we have sometimes find that couples are literally hundreds of thousands of dollars better off. And this technique is called apply and suspend because what's happening here is John is applying for Social Security, but he's not actually collecting it. By applying and suspending, what that does is that enables his wife Jane to collect a spousal benefit. If he just sat there when he was 66 and didn't apply and suspend, she would not be entitled to a spousal benefit. So here's the essence of the change in the law. The essence is, and let's say that we miss the the uh, grandfather date of May 1. The essence is, in order for Jane to collect a spousal benefit... John will actually have to be collecting his own benefit. All right, so very simplistically, let's even say using that $2,000 a month or $24,000 a year, half of that is $12,000. So if Jane does that for four years, right there, um, that's um, $48,000 that the couple was better off, that she will not be able to do if she doesn't, if you don't take the appropriate action by May 1st, so 2016. So that's, that's immediate, and that doesn't include some of the raises that both John and Jane would get. So this is really some critical stuff. Um, 
And when we come back from the break, we'll talk about another technique. Um, but here, here's, here's basically the lesson. The lesson is if you haven't figured out the Social Security strategies or you've maybe figured them out but you are not yet taking them because you're, you're waiting or you're too young, you're not going to have an opportunity to take a spousal benefit for Social Security using the apply, t- and su- apply and suspend technique unless you actually do utilize the technique before May 1st, 2016. That is why we're having this, let's say, emergency added Social Security program where we're going to go into the depth on this, and that will be on November 14th at the Pittsburgh Golf Club in Squirrel Hill. That will literally be after a full day of workshops, but I'm going to um, plug on, and we're going to do it from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, and if you are interested in attending that session, which for the people who are affected, I would highly recommend it would be I would recommend calling 412-521-2732, 412-521-2732. And I'm actually expecting that to fill because I think that most of the people who were already attending, I think, are going to want to stay. And I think we're going to get a lot of response, not just from the radio, but other communications that our office is sending out. So... You might be thinking, well, okay, it's not that going to be that big a difference, and I'm kind of busy, and I don't really want to bother with this. But before I go to the claim now, claim more later technique, I do have a peer-reviewed chart in front of me. And what it is comparing is um, a couple in two variations. Uh, variation number one, both, both members of the couple – start collecting Social Security at age 62, <coughs> excuse me, and then given certain assumptions on interest rates and spending, et cetera, et cetera, they run out of money during their lifetime. Now, if that same couple with the identical investments and the identical spending and the identical taxes and the identical everything else use the apply and suspend technique, <coughs> excuse me, which is the existing law, Today, but only if you, in effect, have already started this apply and suspend technique or if you utilize the apply and suspend technique between now and May 1st, then instead of being running out of money, uh, the other couple literally has $2 million. Now, I'll admit most people will not be able to save anywhere near that much money, but hundreds of thousands of dollars of the difference between getting this done right and getting this not done right is it it really is um life changing and particularly for those who for whom social security would be a major uh source all right now there's going to be another technique that is basically going to be eliminated unless action is taken and that is the claim more, claim more later technique. Sometimes that's called filing a restricted application. So in the first example I gave, both both uh, husband and wife were 66 years old, and the husband had the higher earnings record, and it was the husband who applied for Social Security and suspended collection which meant that the spouse could get a spousal benefit. 
That allowed the husband to have the 8% raises. And we always want to have at least one person in the couple have a very high Social Security benefit. And one of the reasons for that is because of the survival spousal rules. Now, thank goodness they didn't touch that. But what that basically says is that let's say that um, one or both um, members of the couple are over 70 years old and one of them dies, the survivor will be entitled to the benefit of the person who died. So let's say the husband's benefit was $30,000 and the wife's benefit was $20,000. It doesn't actually matter who dies first. The survivor will get the higher of the two, which is one of the reasons it's so critical for the for at least one of the people to have a high value. So there will be people who will come to this workshop and they will come in and we will run the numbers and the advice might be, hey, there isn't anything that you could do because it's too important for the husband to reach the highest amount and therefore we don't recommend that you do anything that you just accept the fact that you're going to end up with less. And I'm going to be honest with you, not everybody that's going to come to the workshop is going to benefit uh, depending on their age and their situation. Because, again, we always like to have at least one benefit uh, much higher. And, frankly, um, this usually ends up being for the benefit of the survivor of the two between the husband and the wife, and at least actuarily, since depending on how old they are, the women are outliving us men by maybe seven or eight years, that could be very important for women. Now, there is another technique that is still consistent with the idea that we want one of the benefits to be very high, and that is when the higher earner actually takes a spousal benefit based on the lower earner's record. Um, Typically, we do that when perhaps the higher earner is younger, and it might make sense. And sometimes you have to, you know, we've always run the numbers. We're very fortunate to, um, to actually test which one is better. But that is when the higher earner is getting a spousal benefit from the lower earner. All right, this is actually more popular than the appliance to spend, but not quite as uh, powerful. I'd love to talk more about this. I'd love to talk more about um, what you can do between now and May 1st, but I will tell you that it is critical, and you, if you don't do anything and you miss this deadline, you're going to potentially kick yourself for years and years because it can make an enormous difference. That's why we are hurrying up. We're doing this last-minute workshop. I expect that a lot of people to be there. I expect interest to be very high. Um, we're going to be writing about this. Uh, it would be my recommendation that if you're between 62 and 70 and your Social Security strategy is not cemented and in process, that I would come to that workshop. And if you've been following me for the years and years, I hardly ever push me personally on the air coming to a workshop. But this time I am, 4 o'clock, this Saturday, November 14th, Um, and call Alice because it could easily fill up. 
And you want to give the number and the website right. again? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. And the telephone number is 412-521-2732. Again, that's 412-521-2732. And you could also sign up by going to our website, which is www.paytaxeslater.com. Again, www.paytaxeslater.com. Thanks for listening to the Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks. Check out the show archives and listen on demand anytime at paytaxeslater.com. 